Hey friend, welcome to The Problem with Perfect. We are a cross-generational conversation that focuses on creating a meaningful, imperfect life through the lens of our mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Each week, we will share our own experiences as recovering perfectionists or use our journalistic training to interview expert guests. We promise to be transparent and real in that each episode will leave you uplifted, encouraged, and believing you are enough. So pull up a chair and have a seat. There's always a place for you at our table. Welcome back to another episode of The Problem with Perfect. Today is a special day. Robin, do you know why? Well, maybe. <laughs> is it because it's your two-year anniversary? I knew you were going to say that. That is a special day. It is. Well, my two-year <laughs> anniversary is actually this Sunday, but we're celebrating tonight. I was going to say because Taylor Swift's red album dropped today. Have you listened to it? I have not, but I think it's uh, fortuitous because I'm wearing a red sweater. Oh, all of our Chiefs fans out there, it's Red Friday. I know. It. On Friday. And oh, well, there you go. And you're, you're so dedicated still, even though they're terrible this year. But I, I mean, I still watch. So I guess I'm dedicated too. <laughs> There you go. And yeah, it, it is. It, they're not terrible, but they're terrible by what we've become. By our custom. standards. Yes. But yes, we have certain expectations. For <laughs> and that is really a perfectly way into what we're talking about today, which is uh, expectations and perfectionism and how sometimes perfectionism can fuel our expectations to become unrealistic expectations. And that can really bite us in the butt. But I don't want to leave our listeners hanging. So to close the loop on what we're talking about, about Taylor Swift, basically she released one of her popular albums again uh, because Scooter Braun, who was like her music manager or something, they had some sort of beef. And so she decided to re-record all of her songs, put a little twist on it to basically untie herself from him. And all the fans are going crazy. So... I didn't want to listen to it. I listened to the 10 minute all too well song and it was funny. I was doing it while I was getting ready this morning and my jaw literally dropped because I was like, she's spilling the tea here in this song. I didn't realize that she was so young when she dated Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that song is about him. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. It's so funny because I do love how as a songwriter, if you know when she wrote and recorded a certain song, oftentimes they are connected to her, whoever oh, yeah. she has recently broken up to or dating. Yeah, she she has a lot of Easter eggs in all of her songs. And what's really interesting about this one in particular is that she recorded a music video, which I haven't seen yet, but she got actors with the same age difference that she had with Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's interesting because I think she was something like 19 to 31 or something. Like it was kind of... Mm. And so she has actors play that. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not great. But in the song, she mentions her favorite drink that they got together, a fall drink. And now she partnered with Starbucks to where you can go to Starbucks and say, I want Taylor's drink. And it literally has her face on it. I had no idea. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's how thought out 
she is of all these little yeah. details. I mean, you got to hand it to her. She's a genius. So, uh, well, I do love it. And the whole reason that she's having to re-record all her music so that it's hers and that she owns it. Like, you know, you go girl. And if you can loop in some, some coffee at Starbucks called Taylor's drink. I know. Right. You're doing something right. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. I, what is the drink? Do you know? I think it's like a chai latte or I don't know what it is. Let me Google it real quick. It's, <laughs> it is a, Taylor's drink is a grande caramel non-fat latte. It, so you can either say, I want Taylor's drink or Taylor's version. <laughs> uh, my next question is how many calories are in that? I don't know, but I'm going to go it. order it at, in support of Taylor. <laughs> isn't awesome. that just so funny anyway so uh just a fun little tangent to start us off but yes that is not what we're talking about today we are talking about expectations and perfectionism and I know this is something that I have actively noticed I struggle with in my own life and so this will come from a really real place for me because I know this is something I really struggle with of having really high expectations for myself um, and therefore sometimes having high expectations of those closest to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So maybe that's a good place to start is like, why is there a tie between perfectionism and expectations? So I'd love to just hear your opinion first. And then uh, Harvard Business <laughs> Review did okay, so something you'll take on this. <laughs> My uneducated guess on the connection. So from a personal perspective, the uh -huh. connection for me between my expectations for myself and then the expectations that I extend to others and to other things mm -hmm. probably come and tie into my perfectionism because, again, it's all about feeling enough. Mm -hmm. And so that extends to the people around me. Uh, and I also think that not only do people judge me by my performance and everything about me, you know, they judge everything about me. So then as the, the people around me are an extension of that, therefore I need them to be perfect too, or people are going to judge me as imperfect because the people I surround myself with are. That is really good. And I would agree. I have that same pressure that sometimes I put on myself is like, not only am I hyper aware of how I'm being perceived by the people around me and I want to be perfect in their eyes. Perceived. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yes. yes that I also notice how my family's being perceived or how my boyfriend's being perceived or how my friends are being perceived. And it's like, how does that impact me? And so I want them to be at their best, but mm -hmm. how does that work in a relationship? Right. Not well. So Not well, any kind of relationship. Yeah. Talking about any kind of relationship it, it, and it's obvious to be like, okay, yeah, you don't want to put high expectations on the people who you're closest to, which is what we're talking about as far as um, expectations and perfectionism, but we do it right. Like I told Robin, uh, before we got on this call, I was like, yeah, I have had a few boyfriends tell me that I put pressure <laughs> of expectations before. And I'm like, what do I, and it's still hard to unpack that of what exactly I do. 
but I, I know you, from you need them to look a certain way, act a certain way, create a certain persona uh, that at least is close enough to per your definition of perfection. Is that what they're saying to you? Well, I mean, I don't know. So I know just in what I would say is that I sometimes hide behind perfectionism as a way to have a checklist of like, I'm doing okay, Mm. or I am okay, Mm -hmm. sort of similar to I am enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I am just trying to be as close to perfect in every single area of my life to know that I'm doing okay, but that's not really realistic And so good enough or good or great is realistic, but perfect is not realistic. And yet somehow Mm -hmm. that becomes my default is that perfect needs to be the standard in literally every area. And whether or not I'm putting pressure on a partner or on my family or or friends, if I am that way about everything in my life, that can be felt, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, you don't have to necessarily put those expectations verbally on somebody for them to receive that message. Mm -hmm. So that would be my best educated guess of what I do. Uh, I don't know for sure, but uh, that would be my guess. Well, and how do, how does that personal experience that you and I both shared, how does that jive with what the Harvard business journal or review says. Yeah. So it was perfectionism and expectations. Yeah. It was so great reading this because I felt like as I was reading this, I felt like it was talking to me and it made me feel less alone because Mm -hmm. this actually turns out to be quite a generational thing. Um, so basically the world health organization found that a record number of young people worldwide are suffering from serious depression or anxiety disorders. Um, And so there's evidence that an increase in psychological ill health of young people may stem from the excessive standards that they hold for themselves Mm -hmm. and the harsh, harsh punishment they routinely engage in. Increasingly, young people hold irrational ideals for themselves, ideals that manifest in unrealistic expectations for academic and professional achievement, how they should look and what they should own. Young people are seeming, seemingly internalizing a myth that things, including themselves, should be perfect. So you heard that tie there, right? Expectations and perfectionism. And that this was a study that was done. Uh, they actually, so there was a study that was conducted called Multidimensional Perfectionism Scale from 1989 to 2016. So this scale was developed by psychologists and basically the there was a study done that was called the multidimensional perfectionism scale from 1989 to 2016. And this was developed by leading psychologists in the area of perfectionism. And it measured self-oriented perfectionism, which is excessively high personal expectations It measured socially prescribed perfectionism, which is excessively high social expectations and then other oriented perfectionism, excessively high expectations of others. And they were looking at college students uh, all across the world for this. Uh, So it's really interesting what they found. 
that the socially prescribed perfectionism, it increased at twice the rate of self-oriented and other-oriented perfectionism. So it has the largest association of all of the dimensions with a host of mental issues, including anxiety, depression, social phobia, and then suicidal thought. So that's it. I'm not, I'm not hundred <laughs> percent sure what that means. So what that means is that young people are more demanding of themselves and perceive that others are more demanding of them and they're more demanding of others. That's what that found. Those expectations that we have of ourselves and the expectations that we have of those around us are two times as great as the other things. Right. So that's that's pretty interesting. Well, the the interesting part that uh, that I heard in there is also thinking about we think we have these thoughts that other people expect us to be perfect. Uh And I feel that pressure to you. I absolutely do. Uh, and I don't know if that, if that's because as a kid, I was a high achiever. Right. And so you kind of set that ball in motion that like, Oh, people always expect me to get A's, whatever it is to get A's in life. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, then I expect that continues, but I'll just say that I don't, in some ways, the tie between perfectionism and expectations isn't all bad. I'm going to say, Really? Why? I'm not a psychologist and I don't play one on TV, (laughs) but I think about our expectations that we have for other people. Like, for example, my expectations for my kids matter. My -hmm. expectations help formed their, their behavior. Like if they know that I expect them to brush their teeth before they go to bed, right. Mm -hmm. They're going to get in the habit of doing that. And that's a good rhythm and routine for their life. If I expect them, you grow up expecting like, Oh, I'm supposed to go to college after high school for the most part, then you're going, that's going to help forge that path in that direction. So the key for me is like, as, as I was reflecting on this about how I put my perfectionistic expectations onto other people, that I think the, the road becomes a negative one when my expectations are really not based on the child, rather they get specific and they're focused on me. Yeah, that's really good. I think that's like how there's a difference between perfectionism and striving for excellence, right? It's the same Mm -hmm. thing with expectations on your kids. Maybe like there's a healthy way to have expectations and then there's that unhealthy way, which is what you're describing when it's based on you and how you look and Mm, Right. Right. Because like, for example, let's just say that our kids love to, and I'm just saying violin because like, I have no idea how to do that. I frankly have no interest in it. Right. (laughs) But at some point in middle school, if uh, Madison may would have came home and said, I'm quitting soccer and running and I'm going to focus all my time on the violin. We may have been a little bit shocked by that. And we may have even tried to talk her out of that. Because maybe what we want for her is more important in that than than what she wants for herself. So that's, I think, the fine line between perfectionism and setting my expectations on someone based on just what what I want for them. 
And there's something to say about that because there's so many movies and things like that in pop culture. Like think of um, High School Musical, right? Classic. I don't know if you had to watch that, but Troy Bolton, star basketball player. I don't, I didn't remember this, but apparently he was about to go into the NBA and he's like, no dad, I want to do musicals. And this was always your dream for me to go to the NBA. It's funny because in high school, it's like, yeah, you go Troy Bolton. Now that I'm older, I'm like, no, you better go to the NBA. What are you doing? I see it more from his dad's perspective, but there's something to what you just said, because we see it played out in media all over, right? That, that Mm -hmm. feeling of the child feeling like they're living out their parents' dream and the parents' expectation and not necessarily uh, their, what they really want. So Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting point. And well, and we think about the holidays coming and that's one of the things that I have expectations around big events. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine things a certain way. I imagine everybody is happy. I imagine, imagine everyone's on their best behavior. You know what I mean? By yeah. That, right. Uh-huh. No one's getting kicked <laughs> off about the little things. I'm not having to manage any drama. Mm-hmm. We're just in the moment and we're happy. And so you talk about upsetting me is whenever I have all these things in my head, like Christmas morning, oh, you know, it's going to be so great. And then the kids are fighting. Yeah. I'm like, really? Really, you two? You're going to mess up this, this, this perfect little, you know, scene that I've played out in my head. You're, you're mm-hmm. going to mess that up. So mm-hmm. walking into situations like that with expectations, I have found is destructive. Yeah. And I'm just setting myself up for disappointment and I'm setting up to make everyone else around me miserable. That's so good as the reason why it doesn't work to have these high expectations with the perfectionism is for those two things. You're going to disappoint yourself and then everyone around you is going to be miserable. So as we move into the holidays, you're exactly right. This team's seems to be amplified when it gets to the holiday seasons with people's expectations. So what can we do to recognize our perfectionism and recognize our high expectations and really keep those in track, especially as the holidays come around? Yeah. Well, the first thing is probably don't watch the Hallmark channel. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't even watch the Hallmark channel, but I know that everything always ends in a happy ending and everything is shot in a cute little town with a downtown and a coffee shop. And, you know, Yes, yeah, so true. I a think utopian. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it's going back to that mindset of that everything is going to end up perfectly. I'm going to have that white Christmas in my mind, right? I yeah. think having the mindset that good is good enough mm. and really trying to sit with that because it's hard, right? Like this all makes sense. Being said, it's easier said than done, but when you find yourself getting irritated at a situation, can you take a step back because your expectations aren't being met or it doesn't feel like perfect in your mind? Can you say, oh, is, <laughs> is good good enough? And then the second thing I would say is oh, that- well, hold on before you go. Oh. <laughs> I got to ask you something about this. Okay. Okay. Because what comes to mind in the context of all of this and knowing that, you know, you've moved into a new house and you're all excited about decorating. Yes. So here's an, here's an an example of something that might've happened. Maybe. Maybe (laughs) could have happened at our house a time or two. 
we have um, a pretty consistent, lively discussion around outside lights. Wow. I feel the same way. <laughs> That's why I asked you because I, I, I am picking up this vibe. So, so sometimes in the past we have gotten outside lights put up and I'm not sure if this is done in a passive aggressive tone or just a <laughs> imperfect tone, but when they get up and, and, and Lord knows, you know, God bless my husband for putting them up. But when he puts them up, either intentionally to look like crap or unintentionally <laughs> to look like crap, either way, the result is they look like crap. And so um, I, the la- last year, it's like, I don't even know if I want to ask because I'd rather there not be any lights up. Oh, my gosh. What we do have look, go up and look like crap. So or you're getting professional or professionally done. Or that I have, I have said that, like, I don't know know, what that would cost, but I feel like that's what I'm going to end up having to do someday. Yeah. So maybe we should just start saving. And, and if we, that's what, you know, I think that's a great tip that that is coming out of this. Yeah. It's like sometimes whenever you uh, pay for things, you can have different expectations. Now I I still don't think anything is ever perfect. Yeah. Uh, but you can have higher expectations when you're paying someone to do it. Yeah. Or I'm even thinking too, like, I know Mason does not want to go buy lights and put them up on the house this year. So I do, I have that option. I could pay for it myself or I could be happy with the fact that he was fine with me making our house look like Christmas threw up all over it on October 31st. And that he told me it looks amazing and I did a great job decorating and focus on that instead, you know? Right, right. And you can say, hey, look at all that's good here in our new house this year. And that good is good enough. Yeah. So I think that that's a great tip. And um, what was that? Oh, the other thing is that things don't go perfectly, especially this holiday season. And we'll wrap it up with this tip. So our last tip here is that If you are somebody who deals with perfectionism and high expectations, if something doesn't go as planned, you can feel like you are a failure. The holidays are a failure and it's easy to focus on that. And so just remind yourself that if something didn't go right or if things look different this year, that doesn't mean that you have failed in any way or that is a personal attribute of yourself, that you are a failure. Things just that's how things work and things are different and it's okay to have things not go as planned. Mm-hmm. I'll, and I'll just add to that. We can only control ourselves. Mm-hmm. So controlling our expectations about tempering the, the, the expectation that things would be perfect is important, but then also realizing that we can't control the behavior, the thoughts, the reactions of other people. So yeah. really all we can do is, is control ourselves and be, be in the moment, be grateful and try to look for the positive things, even if things aren't perfect. Yeah. They won't be. No, you know, and I remember this week I was all worried about something that was happening this week and so stressed and anxious about it. And Mason was like, why are you anxious? And I told him and he's like, you know, you're going to mess up at some point, like something will go wrong at some point. Mm -hmm. And that, that is normal. And he had to just remind me of that, but it's so easy to slip into that other mindset of that. I have to continuously be perfect all the time in order to be okay. 
and mm-hmm. what's actually human and what's realistic and what happens is not a perfect version. So that's right. So if you burn the biscuits in a couple <laughs> weeks or if you forget, you know, three dishes and leave them in the refrigerator and forget to put them on the table, which, you know, has happened at our house. <sighs> it's OK if you're uh, if your kids sleep all afternoon, it's OK. Yeah. So. Uh, We would love it if you would share this podcast with uh, maybe somebody, one of your friends who you know can struggle with perfectionism or their expectations. Just go ahead and share this podcast, but we will see you next week. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself. Mm